how would you describe what you do? It's a very difficult question, I think, because um, the name of my upcoming exhibition will be Dream the World Away. And I think that I try to create dreams. That's, that's a little bit what I'm, I'm chasing, I think. And, um, and of course, I'm a fashion designer and I, I, I'm a rather... Um, yeah, I, I think that I try to do rather loud things and I try to, to uh, experiment a lot. But on the other side, it's, it's really important for me to, to create a kind of dream and to create a kind of content. And that's how I, um, from the beginning, was uh, dealing and thinking about fashion. And that's still today how I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to uh, work with it. Do you remember when your first interest in fashion started? Do you have a memory? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, 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 it's not uh, the classical story than playing with dolls and then putting clothes on dolls, not that one. But um, my fascination for fashion and, and clothes started with uh, David Bowie, with his uh, Ziggy Stardust looks and, and the whole appearance that he created and all the different characters he created during the, the 70s. It was really, I was really amazed by that because it was together with uh, growing up and growing up in a small village and it was such an amazing... Um, thing to see David Bowie performing in all these looks and at that time I also realized that, that through clothing you could express a lot and you could uh, change your identity, you could uh, tell stories and I think that was really the starting point to think about, uh, to think about how uh, I could eventually work in, in the future. So from that initial interest, how did you develop you know, your interest in fashion to, to go into study it? Um, yeah, first of all, by, by uh, buying clothes, by, by experimenting with clothes. And at that time, I was even very much interested to draw and to, to uh, do things which were uh, creative things. And then a certain moment, I, I started to inform myself where I could go eventually do something for my, my future to study. And then I found out an article about uh, uh, Antwerp School, about Academy in Antwerp. And then by coincidence I had the opportunity to visit the school on an open door and I was really amazed about uh, the mixture of, of um, uh, yeah, making the clothes, working on, on drawings, uh, putting together all these colors and things and I thought it was a good yeah, opportunity to do that uh, kind of study. Okay. And then I, I did an entrance exam and then I failed. <laughs> So it was a big disaster. I mean, it didn't feel like a, a big disaster, but I was really uh, disappointed, of course. But um, I did like a preparation year yeah, to uh, prepare myself because until that day I didn't have a proper um, uh, drawing skill. So I did the whole year an in intensive training of drawing and, and, and uh, working and painting. And then I started and I entered the uh, fashion department. So you did get to study at Antwerp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you think the experience there has shaped you as a designer? Yeah, it was an amazing period because um, I was literally together with Martin, the class Martin Margiela, and then the year after you had, you had the other ones like Dries and Anne and, and Dirk. And so it was an amazing period with a lot of uh, um, people intensively together in the school. And we were very ambitious because we felt totally isolated in Antwerp, far away from the fashion world. And uh, we really wanted to, to make it and to, to, to do something. And it was a very stimulating per period because uh, everybody 
uh, when, when, when Dries was doing something, Martin wanted to do it better and it was very stimulating. And together we had also a very nice relationship by uh, uh, discovering things. We were traveling together to Japan, we went together to New York. And, and, and it really created a lot of, of um, energy in the school. Yeah. And, um, and the moment that we graduated, we also felt that we had to get out of Belgium. It was yeah. like uh, stronger than that. It was really something we wanted to achieve. You know, as a group, you did made, make such an impact. What was it that, that you were doing was so different? Um, I think, first of all, that uh, we were from Belgium, which was already a very exotic thing to, mm. to, to say. And because there was no fashion history from Belgium before that. And, um, and then also the way that we were um, showing our collections was different than what was happening uh, in general at that time. And we had a very distinct uh, style. Everybody had his uh, signature and, and something to tell. Mm. And, um, and there were, yeah, the, everybody tried to tell also kind of story on the, on the, on the stand even. Okay. And um, yeah, I think it was rather impressive. And it was also multiplied in with six. Mm. It was one thing which you, yeah, suddenly was there. And how do you think your aesthetic is seen in, you know, compared to the other designers as part of that group? Um, from the Belgian yeah. school, you mean? Yeah, I was from the beginning, even at school, I was, was rather um, clear about uh, what I wanted to, to, to uh, show and what I, how I was thinking about fashion. Mm. And um, if you see my school work, you can still recognize it okay. rather easily. And from the beginning, I, I love to work with uh, colors and messages and, and express certain emotions through clothes. And I was fascinated by uh, from the beginning by nature and by, by ethnic tribes and, mm. and, and all these things were reflected from the beginning in my clothes. And also a lot of your collections are seen to have messages, positive messages. Mm -hmm. So how important is that to you? It's, um, it's, it's part of the storytelling and, then, mm. um, and one of the first things um, when I'm starting about a collection, it's, it's, I'm starting automatically to think how I'm going to call it. Okay. And what will be the, the, the slogans I'm going to use. And, and, and sometimes it, it comes very spontaneous, uh, like a working title, which mm. becomes the title. And sometimes it's more part of research that I'm reading about uh, topics I like. And, and then I just suddenly pop up on something which is interesting and I use that as the, mm. or uh, that will be the name then. And um, for example, this is something big is coming. Uh, mm. It's referring, uh, it was the name of, uh, it's not the name, it's one of the slogans from the Henton Hart collection, the last collection. And um, it's referring to the Maya um, prediction mm. that in 2012 something big will happen. And I took it, everybody's seeing it as the end of the world, but mm. I saw it as finally something big will happen to the world, will, which will save the world. Okay. So I, I sometimes even try to change or, or um, change it into how I think about uh, things. So I try to put always something positive. Do you think it's important that your collections do have a very positive social sort of message? Mm, yes, that's also why I, I, I try to, to, to put my work in, a, first of all, a social context, but also in a kind of uh, positive context. Mm. And even if I'm telling a, a tough, a talking about a tough topic, I, I did a lot of collections which were referring to AIDS problematics or <coughs> uh, to, to ecological problems. I still try to tell it in a way that, that it, it has a light feeling or it can be, be even read, in, read in, in a very positive way. 
because I, I'm not the one who is telling it in a kind of doom way from watch out, we have to do this or that and that. It was more about uh, trying to tell something in a way that, that you can digest it and that you can think about without becoming totally okay. yeah, sad. Can you tell us a bit about your creative process, how you actually begin designing collections? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a very normal process. I don't see it so strange or exceptional. It's um, even when I'm ending uh, my previous collection, I always start to think about um, yeah, doing some research about topics that I'm interested in. And I try to, to gather as much as possible possible inspiration, but that, that happens very easily by, by uh, reading books or looking to images or just going to exhibitions or so there's a kind of always natural way of gathering things around me okay. and, uh, and then at a certain moment something yeah, catches me or grabs me more than another team and that's then in fact the starting point. And it can be very, yeah, very simple or very very complex, but um, there is always something which is a spark, which is starting the, the inspiration. And have you seen the fashion industry change since you first started working? Yeah, that's also the, the, the incredible thing about the fashion, fashion, mm. the fashion uh, in general, that it's changing all the time, it's evolving, it's changing, it is reflecting what's going on in our society and a lot of things happened the last uh, 30 years, so no, I, I, I've uh, I think that uh, when we were at school, there were these glory moments of Leclerc, mm. Montana, Gautier. Then there were immediately after uh, Yoshi Yamamoto, Condé Garçon. It was like uh, the euphoria of, of fashion. Mm. And then we went uh, through the, the, the rich 80s and mm. the power dressing. And then we had the punk. I mean, it's a very, it was a very rich uh, thing which was going on. Mm. Of course, the punk was before that. <laughs> and, uh, but on the other hand, it's... it's um, it's fascinating how, how uh, it keeps you interested mm. and, and, and even now it's, it's, I think it's a, another changing point in, in, in fashion um, and, and you see that a lot of things are happening and are retaught and now we, uh, uh, yeah, yeah it's an, it's, it stays interesting. Do you ever get tired of doing what you do? Do you ever think I need to do something different? Yeah, of course I get tired of, of, um, of keeping up and keeping, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, I, I believe enough in it to, to keep on going. Mm. And, um, and sometimes, of course, it's tough because another financial thing to solve, mm. and, and that's, of course, the, the, the way I'm working. It, it, it gives me a lot of freedom, but it's also demanding a lot of input. So I do a lot of uh, create, um, commercial consultancy to, to do ex exactly what I want in my collections. Okay. But on the other hand, it's also, I still like it and mm. I still want to go for it, otherwise I wouldn't be here today. Mm. You've got a reputation for using real models and, and challenging the perceptions of models on the catwalk. Um, because I, I, I like the variety in the mm. world. I'm, I'm, I was never so keen on, on the, the so-called perfect uh, beauty okay. and, and I, I want to show that also through my work. And, and it was uh, always for me very challenging to, to, to work with different body types, with different mm. um, types of people and, 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 and that's uh, I think really part of, of, of yeah, my open-minded way of working also. Okay. That uh, at the end it doesn't matter that, that uh, um, a person is big, small, uh, tall, uh, androgenic or it can be anybody and, mm. and, and I 
I think that uh, that's the nice thing about the world is this variety, mm. and that's why I wanted to to yeah, to express also. Do you think that you're actually playing with stereotypes in casting your models? Um, I don't think it's really stereotypes because that's something which I don't see as such a positive way of thinking about yeah. people yeah. because of course you have this kind of uh, uh, different youth cultures and different things which are happening mm. but there it's almost about uh, imitating or repeating a certain style and that's mm. definitely not a thing I try to, to focus on. It's, it, for me it's more the, the individual statement and individual look which is uh, at the end more important than, than the whole thing Okay. Uh, which is happening around. I okay. Because you are obviously um, communicating serious messages and serious mm. subjects. Do you think sometimes people don't take it seriously? They just see it as clothes? Yeah, that's the yeah. other side, and which is, um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes frustrating. Mm. But also in the meantime, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. And, and I, I, I see that um, once, it's, it's also happening a lot with press people, of course, because they, Obviously, they see the spirit of, of strange things happening, and a lot of them just say, "Yeah, this is okay. it's a little bit fun, it's stupid, it's this and that." It's mm. uh, and that's then the final conclusion. But I I also saw during the years that once they get into the whole world and they start to, to talk with me, and I, I am I'm ex I'm explaining what it's all about, they, they get interested also, they mm. get also excited about it okay. and, uh, and sometimes it's, it's just a lack of, of knowing what is happening behind. Would you say that you try and shock people at all? I don't have that feeling that I, okay. I want desperately to shock despite the fact that I know that, that certain things I'm doing could be shocking for mm. certain people but they're definitely not for me okay. and that's also what I, 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 I also change my boundaries and I, I push forward my, my the things I want to, to show and and, um, and and sometimes it's I think it's time to, to show such a thing just okay. to push forward and to push forward fashion also, and, and 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 all these things are happening rather spontaneous and normal. In my okay. What do you think is the most misconceptions people have about you? Yeah, that that what we we're talking about before that they don't take me serious, okay. and once you're using colors and once you're using some funny things uh, or makeups, they suddenly classify you with, with the less serious okay. designers yeah. and, um, and I, I think I can talk about my colleagues that, that it's sometimes much more uh, more difficult and much more daring to do to, to that kind of statements mm. and um, it's not uh, that you're using a certain color or doing a certain thing that you suddenly are serious and that's uh, but that's also in art like that. I mean, it mm. used to be very hard in the, I think, uh, if we think back in the 90s and then how art was misconceived and all these minimal things going on. And it took a long time before that kind of artists, which were doing this more extreme statements like Mike Kelly and Paul mm. McCarthy, were accepted and were taken seriously. Mm. So I still hope that in fashion there will be a day that that will be also taken seriously.